This is episode number 132 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett. Here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and pay no attention to Kevin, who almost blew the introduction. And, you know, I, it's it's funny <laughs> because it's kind of late and kind of early, depending on your perspective. Depending on your perspective. Yeah. It's all relative. Yeah. It's so. either been a really long day or a really... <laughs> I uh, didn't take the bump anymore. We, we just talked we about We literally this. just talked about it. We, I just... <laughs> there you... There you go, Chell. So now, now we know. Now we know. And she didn't know before, I, but now she knows. I mean, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to who knows who knows what here in just a second. So <laughs> the the important question of the day, yeah, is do you top sheet? Oh my goodness, we are gonna go there. <laughs> we okay. Those of you who follow us on Facebook uh, know that this post absolutely blew up. It was, you know, it was it was bigger than whether or not you're Biden or Trump. Oh my! It goodness. really was. It so, was. It was. It was. Lines were drawn weird, in the sand. Well, it, what's really weird is the line that was drawn was at about thirty five. Was that about thirty five? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Years old that is. So 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 here's the deal. Th- those of you who don't have a clue what we're we're talking about here, some people don't even know. It's it's really disgraceful if you don't know. Like if I said D- top sheet. <laughs> don't you, don't even know what we're talking about. No, I I, I immediately want to smack you. Yeah, yeah. It, it, okay, Matt, you're one of them. Uh, our, well, one of I haven't friends. seen him yet, but he's got one coming. He's got one coming. Well, you'll see him this weekend. So, um, one of our buddies was like, "What's a top sheet?" So, it, so here was the whole thing, right? Um, apparently, it's a thing for millennials, younger people, all the way down to children. Don't sleep underneath a top sheet they get their fitted sheet on the bed and then a top sheet but they don't sleep under a top sheet they just sleep like under a blanket or a comforter or something like that um but most of us who are older are like don't sleep under a top sheet what's wrong with you i don't they they're sleeping underneath a filthy comforter that's what they're doing no doubt in their own filth it's disgusting (laughs) yeah exactly you should all be ashamed of yourselves yes yes I don't know. This is the weirdest conversation. And Which, now that I've made this this line in the sand, yeah. is a great opportunity to bring in our guest. Yes. Celestina, um, you know, this this is not your, your area of expertise, but I think I think the, the people want to know whether or not I've been offensive to you now. Do you top sheet? <laughs> totally top sheet. Yes. So I'm a millennial. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that people don't sleep without the top sheet. That's schmutzy. Oh, that's that's a great word. Yeah. We don't get that word, schmutzy? Schmut, I got no idea. All I know is that she said she sleeps under a top sheet. We like you. I heard an old lady call her dog that one time. Schmutzy. <laughs> I don't think it was endearing at all. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been. It's hard to know. Definitely means like dirty or gross in Yiddish. Oh. It wasn't a cute dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's weird. I'm not going to lie. It's just weird. I, I mean, it's like there's no barrier between like you and sweat and whatever else is under there. This is it's weird. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> but but okay. Other than disdain for all of you non-sheeters. Yeah, <laughs> you non. 
<laughs> where's the sheet <laughs> <It's right. laughs> so i so i this this post i don't know how many times it ended up getting shared but i actually like you, when it starts happening you try and follow the rabbit trails and it's just impossible um but i i actually saw a couple get into a fight oh. off of someone else's shared post because she said we don't sleep with a top sheet but i know that our guest house our guest room does have one and it was, she was replying to someone who had stayed in their guest house oh. and the person who had stayed in the guest house was like look you you ain't got a top sheet in there oh. and so then what? she starts tagging her husband in the post going honey go in the room and check and make sure that there's a top <laughs> sheet and he's like babe there ain't no top sheet in here oh. and she's like he's got husband vision i gotta go home and check for the top sheet now <laughs> and i'm like what have we done? <laughs> I think I think she broke. <laughs> we sent him to counseling. She, she yeah, we, she broke. We got to have an episode on that now. I guess so. So, yeah. That's okay. And so what's really really funny about all this is like I so then I turned it around on Craig. I'm like, "Craig, do your kids sleep under a top sheet?" And the answer is, my kids don't even sleep in a bed. No, they don't. <laughs> so so most of you that listen to the podcast regularly know that during the snowmageddon that happened like three weeks ago at this point seems like yesterday um we we wound up over at craig's house for a few nights mm -hmm. and we were actually sleeping in his son's room and at one point he his son was told to go to bed right yeah and so he goes up into the room and my wife's up in there already in bed and just like starts talking to her for like 20 minutes right <laughs> like hey what are you doing oh you're sleeping in my bed huh okay well uh, I was told to go to bed, but I think I'll just talk to you for a while. So you just have this conversation, and the next thing you know, he's sleeping on the couch. He's sleeping on the couch. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, which is one of the better places that he ends up. <laughs> it, it wasn't like the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So funny stuff. Anyway, we have a really cool episode for you guys today. We're super excited about it because this is a monumental occasion for the homeowner show. It is our first international yeah baby interview. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna. Throw some uh, some internet vibes across the uh, Atlantic, yes, and try and hit Germany. Man, that's um, a long way away. So we 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 have our our good friend Celestina. Uh, Celestina, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. I'm well caffeinated, two cups in. It's pretty early my time, but I'm super excited. And I'm sorry I don't have a cooler accent. I'm American. I just happen to live in Germany. <laughs> We we would love you even if you were German, but you're not. Too so kind. so that doesn't really. How dare matter. you not even try and fake it? <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I don't need to be disrespectful we... to the the country that's hosting me for the next couple of years. That's a good point. We don't we don't need to put some higher fences around the area that you're staying in. Right? Just make them make them yeah, love no. you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, well, go ahead. I was gonna say, could could you let everybody know like. Because you were telling us earlier, you're from New York. How did you end up yeah. in Germany? Uh, my husband's in the Air Force, so we move a lot. But I also moved around a lot before we were in the Air Force. So <laughs> I think I've lived in like five different states in every time zone. Wow! Oh, wow, that's yeah. amazing. So what was the last? What was the last American uh, state that you lived in? Florida. We were in Pensacola for oh, nice. a little over a year. Mm. Do, do you know where uh, where Crestview is? Yes. Yeah. It's just north of that. That's I yeah. grew up there. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, they don't remember me. They don't never write. They never call. But whatever. <laughs> I will say that that's a that that area. One of one of my favorite things about driving into the area is seeing the um, the Blue Angels statue display 
on the on the is it I ten that you drive down anyway that somewhere yeah, down there so. that has the the Blue Angel statue that it's just unbelievable and then it's like here's Pensacola and then you gotta drive like twenty miles to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so the statue is great because it doesn't make sound in real life when you live like three miles away from base and. The Blue Angels are doing like really low levels above your apartment. Yeah. It's rough. I don't I recommend bet. it. I bet. That that would be almost as bad as someone asking you to wake up at five o'clock for an interview <laughs> on a podcast. I've been up since three. Oh my goodness. Cool. Oh my goodness. Oh. She, she's four cups in. She's fine. Yeah, she's it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting seven o'clock hour, but for now, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Well, listen, thank you for, for coming on. So uh, we do want to kind of get into this a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you and um, what you do and, and how you kind of got into that. Yeah, definitely. So I, by, I guess, trade, if you will, uh, I'm a personal chef and a registered dietitian. So blending those two worlds is really where my sweet spot is. And I love working with families. Um, who typically have homes, I would assume, which is why I'm here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was cooking for families several months ago, even most recently in Pensacola. And I found that on days when I wasn't cooking for that, they were eating crappy foods. They were eating pizzas like from the funky place down the street or rolling through the drive through because they didn't have time to cook or just didn't have the skills to cook. So they were using like boxed helper meals. So I was like, okay, cool. There is definitely a need here like for time management perhaps, uh, but also for like a skill learning kind of situation. So I created an online course and that's how I virtually help people now. So it is a totally virtual course uh, for busy families who wanna learn how to make dinner quick, easy and delicious, basically cooking in under 30 minutes, even on the busiest of weeknights. So that's how I got into this space and I love what I do, I really, love seeing families transform over a couple of months working with them they're picky eaters going from like not eating veggies to enjoying veggies and just like the family dynamic changing wow so so what's the what is that shift do you i mean it obviously it's got to be a little bit more than just saying eat your vegetables right i mean what's what do you think that shift is for them yeah definitely i would say mindset is huge so it starts with the parents and then trickles down to the kiddos. So um, like if you're saying that you don't have time or you don't know how to cook, like that's that's a mindset shift that you're going to have to make. Sure. You're going to have to prioritize cooking. Um, and I mean, we all have the same amount of time in a day. And like, I get it. Some people work longer hours than other people do. But like, if this is a priority for you, you're going to find the time to do it. So mm -hmm. I feel like that usually comes around like week three, week four, and then people eventually start to prioritize this in their lives. Um, and then getting the kiddos involved in the kitchen, we can talk about other ways to like get them involved or like combat picky eating, but like getting them involved in the kitchen or in the process helps so much because they get excited about it. And then I think they value the food and where it comes from because it's not just like poof it ended up on the plate you know mm, yeah so it's like it's like look you made it you're more likely to actually eat it because it wasn't just given to you you had a part of the process that makes sense yeah yeah definitely cool well uh so um th there's a lot that kind of goes into this because there's it, it's our, our family's really kind of gone through a shift over the last uh, I don't know, 
six, seven, eight years where we went from like, okay, it's just my wife and I to now we've got kids. And so our time frames get completely um, shattered <laughs> of, of when we can do food and, you know, how long it takes to do that. And so we were even looking into like, you know, like four to six ingredient meals and all of those sorts of things. And so um, I'm just curious, like what types of things do you encourage whenever it comes to um, getting a family to eat at home and, and those sorts of things? Yeah, definitely. So I think it really differs per family. Like some families really like prepping completely on a Sunday, you know what I mean? Um, or like they have time to do that. And some families are last minute planners or like, my gosh, don't know what we're having for dinner and it's 530 and we have to eat in 30 minutes. So I think it really differs family to family. It's totally okay because there isn't a one size fits all approach for everybody, right? Like that's just not how the world works. So I think figuring out what works best for you is really key. And like, I definitely work one-on-ones with families with that, but like what you're saying. So you probably have kiddos who go to a variety of different sports and then you get home super late and you want food on the table. So I think base tactics that you can employ are like cooking grains ahead of time. That is huge. So like getting rice or quinoa or even like a sweet potato or something along those lines, like cooked ahead of time, because if you're doing rice or quinoa, that takes like two minutes of your time to literally like scoop the grains out into a pot, add liquid and let it do its thing. Put a timer on so you don't forget it. Cause I don't know how many times I've burnt rice. <laughs> you surprised. <laughs> um, or just like putting sweet potatoes in the oven. Like that's kind of a set it and forget it thing. So I think doing small things to help throughout the day, especially now that more people are working at home. So if you have five minutes, um, while you're like maybe between zoom calls or something along those lines, like that can be really beneficial to help mellowing out your evening. Um, other tactics for busy families. So I am a no recipe approach kind of person with this because like you said, you're looking for like four or five ingredient recipes and like, if you understand the methods behind it, you're not even gonna have to follow a recipe. You're gonna be able to use what you have in your fridge. So having things that cook quick, like frozen veggies, oh my gosh, those are a lifesaver because they're already prepped out for you. You don't have to cut anything. You don't have to get a cutting board dirty. You don't have to get a knife dirty. Literally all you have to do is open a bag, put it on a sheet tray and put it in the oven. Like those are, I don't think, again, there's like no one size fits all, but like those are just some like quick approaches that you can take on a busy weeknight to make sure that you get meals on the table. Do you want me to go into more detail about like no, please, specifics yeah. of food? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> so I would say like the, my best tip for busy families on weeknights would be cooking that grain, whether you do it earlier in the day or you're doing it at 5.30 to eat at six, right? Like this is all possible in 30 minutes. And usually like you don't have to get a cutting board dirty and that's huge. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I don't like cleaning. Right. Like at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, okay. So yeah, like you'd start with your grains. I like building flavor from the ground up because it feels like you put a ton more effort into it, but you really didn't have to do anything. So get a pot on the stove um, at the same time or like right before preheat your oven to 425 Fahrenheit. And that's about 220 Celsius in case you guys happen <laughs> to have a Celsius oven. Um, <laughs> 
We can so we can switch it over just for fun. Just right. you know, make it a yeah. little mix it up for the night. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so get your oven hot. Get that preheating, and then get your pot hot for your grains um, and quinoa and white rice cook really quick. I know white rice kind of gets like an unhealthy bad rap, but on busy weeknights, like I think if you get a side on and like that's that's way more impactful than having to worry about getting the whole grains in. And that's coming from a dietitian. So everything in moderation, guys. Uh, so get so, your pot hot. So when you're talking I'm about sorry, doing gra- when you're talking about doing grains like that, like rice and quinoa, are, are you talking about like like steaming them in like in a pot? Or are you talking about like doing like sort of like a risotto preparation? I mean Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of like a mix of both because like building flavor is kind of a mix of both. Right. So get if you get oil in the pot first and then you put your grains in there and allow them to toast for like a minute or two they're going to get nutty and fragrant and they're going to have so much more flavor than they would have if you just like put water in and then added your grains in. Cause I don't know about you guys, but quinoa, like plain quinoa is disgusting. Do you agree? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's gross. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I mean, so like when you're, when you're doing that, I mean, when you're talking about like building flavor, I mean, like, are you going in like, I'm mean, thinking about like quinoa and rice. I mean, are you going in with water? Or are you going in with like chicken stock, vegetable stock? Oh. I mean, like, Oh, you're beating me to the punch, Craig. I love it. You, you <laughs> so, don't, you don't quite understand that like, Craig's a cook. So you, well, let's just throw oh, that yeah. out there. Craig loves to cook. He's very good at it. He enjoys it. So you're, you're in good company over here at least. I'm about to blow your mind then. Oh, boom. So yeah, building flavor, yes. So I think the next thing that you would add after toasting your grain, whatever, would be herbs and spices. Um, and it really is like whatever you feel like that day. So if you're not comfortable cooking off script or without a recipe, like open two or three spice or herb containers, smell them together. And if they smell good together, then typically they're going to taste good together. If you're not even sure where to start there, spin the globe, Put your finger on a country and try and mimic the flavor profile of that country just to as a good way to start so once you have your herbs and spices chosen so let's just say for the purpose of this example we're choosing ginger and maybe a tiny little bit of cinnamon because that can be really aggressive Um, and then you want to choose a flavorful liquid so this kind of answers your question greg um Broke college me refused to eat ramen, so I would take tea bags and put them in my rice. So literally just like two little tea bags or like two green tea bags, like open the little piece of paper thing off and just like pop that in um, during the cooking process. You mm. can add in water there so that you're like steeping in tea. You can add in like chicken stock or veggie stock, like you said, yeah. or one of my favorites, you can do like a mango nectar or like uh, an apricot nectar and water like combination yeah so that you're really infusing flavor in that what do you be, think with the, with the mango and the uh the ginger that you're talking about with the cinnamon that'd be a fantastic i'm digging it it would I'm be dig- so good so what yeah. is there like a particular and, kind of like so like tea you know you're, you're close enough to england and some of these other countries that you know how serious this business can be um <laughs> what, what, what kind of tea are we talking about because like even even here I mean, like, there are some grocery stores where, like, you know, it's just, it's just vats, it's, it's free range tea, basically. You know, we're not talking about tea bags. I mean, we're talking about, like, here's the tea. You need to put it in, like, the little metal, you know, tea. So, are we talking about, like, a particular kind of tea that would go well with something like that? I mean, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this whole tea thing now. Oh, yeah. No, I just use whatever bag tea that I happen to have. Um, 
it's nothing fancy but okay. don't like use pre-sweetened Lipton. I'm not trying to call Lipton out, but like, don't use that. No, like, no, no. Let's, let's call a, them out. Listen, decent... right, Lipton. Right. So Louisiana, we're tired right? of your garbage tea. <laughs> so use a Louisiana instead, right? That's a, yeah. great value, even. Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like, great value tea is is works perfectly for this. So whether it's like. I probably wouldn't use a chamomile tea, but like okay. any kind of herbal tea would be really good. Green tea, black tea, um, you know, like those like lemon infused teas or like those raspberry infused teas. As long as there's no sugar added into like the tea bag itself, uh-huh. you can use any of those. Mix and match. Use your nose. Okay. So because it, yeah. felt, it felt like you were kind of going like a, like a, a South Asian vibe going on there. I didn't know if we were looking for like jasmine or what. <laughs> oh, I typically use jasmine rice. So jasmine, like, okay. That's that's a fun way to infuse flavor as well. Oh, that's a really good point too. So like the oil that you choose or like the fat that you choose can help infuse flavor as well. So like if you do want like an Asian flair to something, mm-hmm. you can toast your grains in uh, coconut oil okay. and then add in like lemon zest, like when you would add in your spices and then kind of let it do its thing. That sounds really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's let's <laughs> let's let's make a meal. There's a um is it it's sesame oil that's the one you got to watch out for right yeah yeah if you use sesame oil use like one or two drops in <laughs> olive oil yeah because <laughs> it, it's it's, it, it's really like potent right i mean like it's oh yeah yeah but i mean like it would yeah, probably it would probably like what you're talking about it would probably give that that cool nutty flavor if you're trying to do like an asian vibe on that on that rice oh yeah totally I'm digging it. So do you want to you want to restructure that rice? Maybe we can use a little bit of sesame oil in with the olive oil. Toast the rice. Add some ginger. Add some black tea bags. Add some water. Maybe some mango nectar. Maybe some other water. And okay, cool. Now it's going. We got some goodness going on. I'm loving it. Wow. Theoretical and, cooking. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, we're at like six ingredient rice, <laughs> let alone six ingredient meal. <laughs> you but made it, it wild, man. <laughs> okay, but that. I think it's really good to point out here, right? Like, yes, it's it sounds really complicated when you're like theoretically cooking and just talking about it. But in your kitchen, all of those ingredients would be like right next to each other. If you're smelling different, like I keep my spices next to my tea. So like they're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And like my rice is like two seconds away in my pantry. So I think if you like think of your kitchen layout, Oh, there we go. This is how it ties into the homeowner show, guys. You think of your <laughs> kitchen layout. <laughs> yep. um, and like the efficiency there, I think it can save you a ton of time too. And that's not really talked about very much, um, like kitchen efficiency. Yeah. But, and, and what you're yeah. talking about is not necessarily, I mean, this could be cooked ahead of time, right? I mean, totally. you, you could cook this on Sunday and not eat it until Tuesday if you really want to, correct? Yeah, Totally. Yeah, I mean, because that—that's part of. I, I think that one of the things I'm really hearing, especially going back maybe you know five five ten minutes ago in the conversation, was you you were talking about trying to make these delicious meals in thirty minutes or less, and and all these sorts of things, and you know bringing the kids into it and all that kind of stuff. Like what what I'm hearing is that there's got to be. And you you mentioned mind shift. Like there's definitely got to be a, a a different way that you structure your time. And you manage that time. And so like, what, one of the things I know for me specifically as a dad is like I get home from work and my, my kids are already home. My wife had already gone, picked them up from school, that kind of stuff. I get home from work and they just want to play, right? And sometimes it's like, look, it's it's already 530. 
it's time we 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 get in bed early at my house uh, with my kids so we i gotta help my wife get in there and get dinner ready all these sorts of things but what i heard is i could actually be spending time quality time with my kids if they were in the kitchen with me helping me do those things and they're learning a valuable skill at the same time right a hundred percent yeah so i mean they may not be like you may not want them at the stove because i get it like flame heat that's scary but they can definitely help you choose the flavors right like they can be in the kitchen with you like choosing the different herbs and spices that go together um obviously like check their check what they choose before you just like dump it in there just to make sure give it the (laughs) the the double check um but yeah i mean the next step like they could totally help with so I like to get veggies on next. And like I said earlier, like frozen veggies are my go-to on busy weeknights because you don't have to get anything dirty. You don't have to clean up. Um, So yeah, they can totally help like open a bag of broccoli uh, and just literally dump the full bag of broccoli on a parchment lined sheet tray. The reason I say parchment lined is so that the cleanup is easier because that's what this is all about, right? Like saving time. So, I mean, they can help out with that. Maybe they're not like putting it into the oven, but when that comes back out, like they can help like put different herbs and spices on there as well. So let me, let me retrack. So we're cooking in under 30 minutes. <laughs> we have the rice or grains going. And then the next step would be to get the veggies and the protein going. So typically I would like to do the protein first, just because that might take a little bit longer than the veggies, but choosing quick cooking proteins can be really impactful uh, in saving time on busy weeknights. So uh, boneless, skinless chicken breast is a really good is a really good one. And I know people overcook that. So we can talk a bit, little bit about that in just a sec. Um, pork tenderloin is another really quick cooking protein. And then any kind of like frozen fish fillets. So like frozen salmon fillets. Uh, I prefer the ones without any skin just because the skin is what like makes your house stinky. So if you don't mm. have skin on your salmon, or on any of your fish, like you're not going to get the stink in the house. So with frozen fish, I think that that's perfect for busy weeknights because it can literally come out of the freezer onto your parchment lined sheet tray, no defrost needed, and it'll be ready in like 15 to 18 ish minutes, depending on how big the filet is. And like, that's something you can literally just, I don't know, you can do different herbs or spices on there. But one of my favorites is to just squeeze some Dijon mustard on the frozen piece of salmon and like encrust it like there you go yeah literally squeeze it on and like pop that in the oven and then it's good to go so there are definitely some simple tricks to make food really flavorful and not have to do a lot to it so yeah i think i think think dijon is probably one of those like you know overlooked condiments as far as like adding spice to like proteins and other things like i mean there's a it can add a lot i mean especially what you're talking about like a piece a piece of salmon and that that's delicious just with, with, with the Dijon. Yeah, definitely. And like when you, when it comes out of the oven, like different ways to amp up that flavor, just so again, it feels like it was really well thought out. Like you could finish it with like lemon zest or lemon juice, or if you have fresh herbs, perhaps in an herb garden, like finish it with some, I don't know, fresh basil or something along those lines or mm-hmm. fresh thyme or oregano. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways to like amp up flavor throughout the cooking process that don't necessarily take more time. Mm. Um, so, so if, if I'm hearing have, you right, you, you, are you talking about cooking that, that salmon in the oven? Yes. So that, that's yeah. why we, that's why we had that, you know, 
200 some odd degrees at whatever what it was um celsius <laughs> celsius we need to yes a- acknowledge our metric friends 425 <laughs> or, or would that be chelsius for our friend celsius that's right here oh. okay you see what i did there so there that's you go it. We get- it may be late but it's dad joke time <laughs> <laughs> All right, go go forth with your comment. <laughs> Just try. <laughs> yeah, so I I think um, I I think one of the things that that is really important is making things simple because it, it is really really challenging. Um, just you know, there's so many things. There's homework. There's um, there there's you know bedtime there's showers there's all of these things that have to happen within like a two three hour time span and yeah if uh, for my kids i know if they don't eat it all is just going downhill fast right so getting them fed with something they will actually enjoy something they'll actually eat um it's a, it's a big thing you know it's a really yeah. really big thing so totally. So you you mentioned chicken. We we eat lots and lots of chicken in my house because, like you said, I mean it's it's very accessible, it's inexpensive, and um, it it cooks up quick. You know. Yeah. But I'm very careful not to overcook chicken. But what are your methods? Yeah, definitely. So I think the best, maybe not the best tool, but like a really good tool to have in the kitchen is a thermometer. Yeah. Like an instant, like a digital instant read thermometer. That's going to save you every time. Um, but if you don't have one of those using ye old chef method of your hand. So like if you poke like the squishy part by your thumb uh, without like any of your fingers curled, that means it's raw and then more fingers you put down. So like your pointer finger down, that would be like mid rare or yeah, mid rare. Uh, and then the further you go down medium, medium well and then your pinky hitting the squishy part of your thumb that would be well done it means you're Um, a monster yeah there's something (laughs) wrong with you (laughs) and it really doesn't matter what kind of meat right you're you're a (laughs) non-top sheeter (laughs) i i can define you as a non-top sheeter from yeah yeah, i've i've learned everything i need to learn about you as a person at that point exactly (laughs) i think for chicken though like people just get scared of like undercooking it because mm. of salmonella and whatnot. But um, I think like if you have, if you don't, okay, not like a giant piece of chicken, like, you know what I mean? Like the, I'm not talking about like a GMO, whole chicken. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't need like a giant piece of chicken, like the size of my hand. But like, if you have, I don't know, like a piece of chicken, the size of the palm of your hand, that's going to cook up in like 12 to 15 minutes. If you have a slightly larger piece of chicken, like, in the oven at 425 that'll be done in like 20 to 25 minutes so there's no reason for the chicken to be in the oven for 45 minutes one of my friends cooked the tiniest piece of chicken in the oven for 45 minutes and her husband refused to eat it well yeah i couldn't (laughs) chew it no right it's like you threw it at the dog and it like hit him in the head and it's like bounced off like hey everybody we want to take a second to recognize this week's show sponsor living safe at home disinfecting guys this company does an incredible job we had an episode with them uh four episodes ago with matt and chase where they broke down every aspect of the company but let me tell you that the the big game changer for us was inspecting our doorknob they they checked out our doorknob to see how dirty it was and let me tell you it was filthy and after 
10 seconds of applying their treatment, it was completely clear. And after they did that, we went ahead and had them disinfect the entire studio, and we haven't looked back since. Uh, these guys are an incredible sponsor. We ask you to go over to their Facebook page, give them a like, and if you need your home disinfected, to give them a call at 512-917-8654. You can send them an email over at info at livingsafeathome.com, or you can even send them a message over on Facebook. They'll be happy to respond and get your home set up for disinfecting. Now, back to the show. So, like, I, I think... I think one of the things that has really helped us is we have actually gotten a, away from buying uh, full chicken breasts and going the chicken tenderloin route just because oh, yeah. they're they're smaller pieces. They are um, they're they cook quicker, and typically for my kids, they're a better portion already portioned oh, yeah. out. So the chicken tenderloin route might be a really good option for people. So definitely. There you go. Sometimes they are a little bit more like price point wise. Worth it. If yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if the time is worth it, then yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually buy ours at Sam's in like the fresh fresh meat um area. They come prepackaged, but um it it might be slightly more expensive, but at the end of the day it's it's easier to, to cook up. And and the other thing, you mentioned the the GMO, like I I had a I had a friend who, who worked in with in like the chicken industry for a long time. And basically he, he was telling me the difference in like the way they're, they're breeding chickens today versus, um, you know, more free range type type chickens is there's a difference in weight between like, you know, like a six pound chicken or like a, a 10 pound chicken. And they're, you know, yeah. they're realizing that the time it takes to grow a 10 pound chicken is only like an extra couple of weeks and so it makes more sense for them to do that and then they can sell them quite a bit more because it's the same price you know per pound right and so if they if they sell a larger chicken breast they they make more money but that is a really difficult piece of chicken to eat and it's a difficult piece of chicken to cook so yeah i mean paying attention to what you're purchasing um, also makes a big difference. And I, I don't, I don't know if you get into that with, with some of your, the people that you were teaching with, with how to purchase food. Is that something that, that is, uh, is part of what y'all talk about? Yeah, definitely. So there is a whole week on like how to approach the grocery store and like price point wise versus, um, like, I guess, quality wise and like what, what's going to be work best for you and your family. So yeah, we definitely do get into that. Um, and I get that for some people like buying like hyper local and hyper organic or grass fed all the time, like that's expensive. Yeah. Um, so I get that that's not an option for everyone, but if you can do it in a couple of areas, um, there's usually a, a list every year, like the, the dirty dozen and the clean 13 or something along those lines for, like the the cleanest and like the cleanest vegetables so that you don't have to buy them organic and then the dirtiest vegetables that you probably should buy organic Mm. so yeah there's definitely ways to um to kind of budget and see what works best for your family there but i'm not going to give a straight up you gotta do this because not everyone can and i totally understand that yeah and at the end of the day um a frozen vegetable is going to be better than a non-vegetable all you know not eating a vegetable right 
And it, well, I was... that's actually a really good point. So frozen veggies are actually picked at like prime ripeness and usually processed on the farm where they're picked or like very close to the farm where they're picked within hours of being picked. So oftentimes frozen veggies are actually going to be more nutritious than the fresh veggies that you're purchasing at the grocery store because those veggies have been in transit for probably a week, depending on where they're coming from. Um, and then they're in your fridge for a couple of days at least before you're eating them. So oftentimes frozen veggies are actually going to be more nutritious. Yeah, and they're, they're, a lot of times they're, you, I've heard this uh, term before, like flash frozen, right? Like they, they mm -hmm. freeze them really, really quickly, and that way it kind of locks in some of the nutrients and those sorts of things. Is that yeah, is that true? Totally. Okay. Yes. Do Do you have some uh, some some go to frozen veggies that are like you know, like I, I always have some of these in my freezer to make sure that because these are really easy to to prepare quickly and and that you know the, the the flavor works well with a lot of different profiles. Yes, this leads so perfectly into the next step of the thirty minute process as well. So the best veggies for roasting by far, broccoli, cauliflower basically anything cruciferous like that so um that is a word that no one in this room over here understands nope yep that well thank you for you know <laughs> projecting on me no i knew that already i do, I do sleep under a top sheet craig <laughs> i know things but, but i don't know that okay so. <laughs> uh to simplify it it's all of the veggies that kind of uh give you a little rumble in your tummy so mm. like beans <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> are, are, you, are you talking about beans you know, good for your um, heart, that kind of stuff. Beans, but oh. like, no, like broccoli, <laughs> cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, um, okay. cabbage. They give you the like toots, that. Kevin. Oh, <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So those reheat really well in the oven. Same with like carrots. Um, I think that those are all perfect for roasting. So those are really great to have on hand. I also really recommend having like dark leafy greens on hand. So like kale, spinach, things like that because you can do more with them than just add them to soups. So if you guys actually check out my Instagram, I have a reel this week of like a couple of different ways to use um, frozen greens in particular. So I think having those on is really, um, honestly, all of those and vegetables, like frozen corn, frozen peas. Um, I even have like frozen sliced onion and frozen sliced uh, bell peppers because nice. sometimes I just don't want to get a cutting board dirty to be completely honest. Yeah. The only thing about some of these veggies, so like, especially the onions and the, the bell peppers, for example, like they're not going to have the same crunch that a fresh bell pepper or onion would have. So I think that it's just important to note that like the, you can't really cook them all dente. They are going to be a little bit mushier, but that doesn't decrease the nutritional value of them, if that makes sense. So I think having these on hand though can make your life so much easier because you're skipping the whole step of having to prep anything and you're literally just going to cooking. So all of the frozen vegetables, if you have a freezer that's big enough for them, have all of the frozen vegetables on hand so that you can really mix it up throughout the week. Um, but going back to just dropping veggies on a sheet tray. So your little kiddo can help you open a bag of frozen broccoli, for example, you put it on a parchment lined sheet tray, it's directly into the oven. Like you literally do nothing to it before it goes into the oven. Uh, reason being, it's gonna release water. So if you put any herbs or spices on it, or if you put olive oil on it before it goes into the oven, you're gonna have a, wa a water oil slop 
mess at the bottom of your sheet tray and that's all of like everything you put on it is just going to get washed away and from what so, i've heard about oil and water they don't get along hmm. no hmm. they don't <laughs> interesting <laughs> very interesting yeah so it's just a rumor at, at this <laughs> so like at this point in the cooking process your grains are basically done your meat's already in the oven um your greens or whatever veggie you chose is already in the oven and everything should be done around the same time i would say like that 25 to like 28 minute mark so when you're pulling all of this out um especially the the broccoli for example like you want to drain the remaining liquid because it will release liquid. And that's when you're going to want to toss it with a quality, I would say like extra virgin olive oil, um, just because you're not cooking it. So you do want to use something that's like actually going to taste good here. Um, and then you can add different herbs or different spices on it as well, but do that when it comes out and yeah, you'll have dinner super quick and it'll be well balanced and it'll feel like you spent hours cooking it, but it came together super quick. Yeah, I think a lot of people tend to season before they put things into the oven or into the pot. I think that's what what you're what I'm hearing you say is probably backwards for some people. Just with frozen veggies though. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. With fresh veggies, do the things the normal way. Olive oil, your herbs and spices beforehand. <laughs> but just with frozen veggies, everything's a little bit backwards. Okay. Same with sauteing. Like like relatively cold pan relative or still frozen veggies and then you want to like steam them in the pan before you add in any olive oil because okay. if not you're just going to have a water oil spit fire coming at you and it's going to be super dangerous <laughs> no. could be fun i mean mm. a, little, a little adventurous you know I'm not, I'm not saying you should do it i'm just saying you know it'll be funny it could be interesting you get a story out of it yeah for yeah. sure Okay, yeah. I, I got another you question. I can't see my arms, but oh. I have tons of stories from Burns. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so so here's another question. Where, do, where does fruit come into the mix? Does fruit... I mean, you can totally have fruit like, at dinner. So at my... <laughs> for, just at, at, from my family, like, we... My kids, we don't give them lots of, like, candy and those sorts of things. Um so fruit is huge at my house because that's where they get most of their sweets, right? So, um, are there are there fruits in your mind that are that are better than others? Um, I, I know that, you know, for example, um, like like an apple is going to have a whole lot different nutritional value than uh, I don't know a a blueberry, for example. So, um, do you have any do you have any suggestions as far as that goes? Eat the rainbow. Okay. That's eat the rainbow. And if you can eat seasonally, depending mm -hmm. on where you live, like yeah. seasons are going to be different depending on where you live. But if you can eat seasonally, um, then the fruit's going to taste really good. I don't know if you've ever had a blueberry out of season, but it mm. kind of doesn't taste like anything. So like yeah. really take advantage of those seasonal fruits when you can like have the most juicy peach during the summer. Um, in the winter, enjoy an apple, enjoy a pear. And actually, if you eat seasonally like that, whether it's fruits or veggies, you're going to be, I guess you could say like more well-prepared for that season. So like in the winter time, we have these like dark leafy greens and citrus, and those both have a ton of vitamin C. So that's actually going to like naturally prepare us to like fight off a cold during the winter time. Hmm. So I think if you can eat seasonally, eat a variety of different things, then that's going to be really beneficial. 
Um, that being said, I get fruits and veggie or yeah, I get fruits can be, especially berries can be really expensive. So buying those frozen can be really cool too. Um, frozen berries are a great addition to like yogurt in the morning or just like defrosted and like, like I guess like a little slushy snack. Um, they're also really good in oatmeal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Man, cool. I haven't had a good bowl of oatmeal and I, I can't remember when. Hmm. Okay, I'm so too tempted to like make it half brown sugar. Well, yeah, that's because so it tastes better that way. So, th- but but here's a question: and butter. It's basically you... just a bowl of brown sugar and butter. Well, yeah, I've never put butter in my oats before. That's oh, really so good. It's... Oh no, yeah. Oh, in in milk too. Well, I mean, you can. Oh, yeah, I had yeah. milk. Yeah, milk. Yeah, yeah, but but definitely those two. So, so all here's, the creams. Why here, not? Yeah. Here's the really important question: mm-hmm. Have you ever malto mealed? No, I sleep with a top sheet. Oh. So, <laughs> malto meal is one of those things that most people, like... Isn't it like a weird kind of like chocolate? No, 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 It's, it's, um... No, it's... It's like it's, the inside of a Whopper. No, 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 it's not, not, not chocolate. Not like the cheeseburger, like the candy. Like that, that's no, malt in the side, inside no, 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 of that. No, 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 it's not chocolate. I know what I'm talking about here. You might, but you're, you're wrong. It's so, malt. Um, no, you're wrong. So, uh, you should go check it out. Most people that that have ever tried malto meal think it's terrible however i have this really really um i will forever have childhood memory of going to my grandparents house and my granddad um we called him papa um he he made malto meal every morning every morning for himself Mm -hmm. and and for us and nobody could ever make malto meal like he made it but um most people just don't know how to make it. And I think that kind of speaks to your point over there, Chell, is that, like, making things the correct way tastes really good, right? But whenever you don't, it's just, like, that's terrible. I, I need, I, Kevin, oh, I, need, I need you to read that for me right there. Whoppers. That's not a malt That's Whoppers. Whoppers that's are a, what? They're a malted milk candy. There you go. Yeah, but that's not malted <laughs> milk. They're different. That's not different. It's the malted, exact same. No, no, no. Is no. It chunky? No. Like, is it like oats? No, no, no. It's, it's actually like a really smooth. It's, it's, it's like grits. Um, it's it's definitely got a a more smooth con- texture than grits. Even it's it's uh yeah it's more powdery for sure. Have you had the inside of a Whopper? Like yeah, the chocolate it's like candy. Powdery. That yeah that's it's like that's malt. Yeah, but it's okay. not Kevin, chocolate. Kevin is he's trying to get out of this because he didn't want to be wrong. It, malt is on the inside of a Whopper. It's the same stuff from Malto Meal. Yeah, but it's not chocolate. You said chocolatey. Yeah, I know that, but that's because it's inside of a Whopper. There's chocolate on the outside of a Whopper. On the inside is malt. Y'all, we do this all day long. You don't even know. <laughs> you, most people don't know. We just argue most of the time. <laughs> and neither of us win. I won. It's, no, you didn't. It's on the internet. It's, it's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's the top result. <laughs> it's, it's right there. Yeah, it's, oh, Wikipedia. Okay. No, it's right. I'm sending you the link, Joe. <laughs> okay cool that's awesome hey i got uh, another cool thing here because we on instagram you do something that's really really uh fun and that is that you you have people come on your show and you give them the opportunity to go to their pantry right can you can you tell us a little bit about that segment yeah so i started it a couple of weeks ago oh my god like eight weeks ago now so like two months ago wow Uh, (laughs) it's called mama what's in your pantry Mm. and we go live together and she tells me three items it's a total surprise three items that she chooses that are in her pantry and 
live a la minute, I give inventive ways how to use those items. Wow. Oh, what, I want to yeah. right off the bat. What's the weirdest one you've yep. gotten so far? That's my question too. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of repeats, but uh, I would say like pumpkin. I feel like people don't know what to use pumpkin for. I do. Like the trash. In... <sighs> Go straight into the trash. You're trash. Yeah. Get that. Like not during like PSL <laughs> season or like pumpkin pie season. Like people just have pumpkin in their in their cupboards the whole year interesting i love savory pumpkin stuff yeah what would you do with it uh I, well i i have filled ravioli with like chipotle and uh uh ricotta yeah um that was super tasty i've made a sauce with it before too i mean it depends on if it's sweetened or not yeah. um so if it's sweetened it, it makes it a little bit more challenging i think definitely i was thinking like a pumpkin risotto could be really cool so like oh, putting yeah. some of the pumpkin like puree into like the liquid that you're like using for your risotto. Oh yeah. I just, I just threw up in my mm. mouth a little bit. Sorry. I don't like pumpkin. He's, he's a picky eater, Joe. No, I'm really not. He is. Don't let him fool you. No, I, I just don't like pumpkin. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's fine, right? No, it's not. Okay. It's un-American. Okay. And she's in Germany and she knows that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she does. <laughs> I think yeah. another one that I got that like you would typically think of as a sweet item uh, was cocoa powder. Hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's interesting how how many people think that cocoa powder is a sweetened type of thing. Like, oh, it's gonna be sweet. Like, I actually put cocoa powder in in chili. Yeah. Most people. Oh, yeah. Are, yeah. Most people are like, Ugh. chocolate. It's like, no, nah, I don't think you have the right understanding of what cocoa powder actually is. I've seen a lot of people throw like Hershey's bars into like pots of chili. Oh, I mean, okay. Just, just to kind of get that flavor. Yeah. That cocoa. So, yeah. But you say co like you like cocoa powder. I mean, like my brain immediately goes mole. Hmm. Oh yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I love doing a fole. But Mexican grandmothers, I'm sure would roll over in their graves, but always like, <laughs> <laughs> don't have to be complicated. <laughs> no, no, they don't. I mean, so, so what do you, what do you mean when you say fole? Um, I use like red Mexico chilies, uh -huh. rehydrate them in some water, uh, and then add in cocoa powder, like cumin, coriander, chili, like chili powder, and yeah. just let it go for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll add in my beef or like pork or whatever. Mm-hmm protein and just let it go but that's i feel like it's a disrespectful mole but it's really good <laughs> sorry we're we're laughing over here because um our friend david <laughs> he lives out in california uh he just posted that a ribeye on the grill is less than 30 minutes <laughs> actually a, rib, a, a good ribeye on the grill is actually less than about five minutes well, yeah if right you, i mean <laughs> if, i mean i you think know. it depends on how thick your ribeye is well, yeah i that's worked fair. at a restaurant in vegas where we had like two and a half inch thick ribeyes uh, yeah. and it was 10 minutes on either side so like five and then you like do the grill marks and then you flip it five do the grill marks and then you still have to cook it on the fat yeah. So yeah, it was like a twenty-five minute pickup time. Oh easily. wow! I, I still, David, to your point, I still under thirty. Yeah, <laughs> still under thirty <laughs> he's, minutes. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, your your foley sounds amazing. I you know I don't care who starts rolling over in their graves, I would eat it. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. 
right. So so here here's a quick question. Do you have a favorite like genre of food, like a flavor palette, whatever you really want to call it? Yeah. So I've only worked in Italian restaurants. Uh, I think that's saying something, but uh, I really enjoy <laughs> cooking like Asian at home. Okay. I do a lot of stir fries. Uh, I really love using fresh ginger and a ton of garlic, whether that be Italian related or Asian related. Um, but yeah, I really love doing stir fries. Mm. We, we did a stir fry a uh, couple of nights ago and we don't do that very often, but it was really very quick. It did not take long yeah. and it was, it was really good. We don't cook with a lot of ginger just because it's not, we don't do lots of Asian foods, but, um, but yeah, it was really, really good. We love garlic. So that's perfect for that type of stuff. Yeah. And like, if you don't want to prep and you don't mind veggies that like don't have a ton of crunch in them, like using those frozen, um, the frozen bell peppers or frozen onions is like a perfect way to start a stir fry. And then like, you can get, I don't know, they have like other frozen veggies that you might want to add in, or they even have like a frozen stir fry blend that you can use. I like doing that and then adding in like tiny little frozen shrimp mm. and that stir fry comes together in under 10 minutes and you literally just get one pan dirty. Nice. Yep. Anytime yeah. you can do dinner in one pan, you're winning. Yeah, totally. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, I, I'm, I'm actually curious. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, potentially moms and dads listening to this going, yeah, I can get dinner on the table in 30 minutes with what you're talking about. But like my, my kids are, you know, chicken nugget and mac and cheese kids. Uh, how, how do you, you know, help turn the tide on, on some of that where it's like, okay, like we're not going to do the noodles and cheese and the, the chicken nuggets, but like we're going to, we're going to shift it a little bit and, and, and then still get dinner on the table in 30 minutes. Yeah, definitely. So it's a mindset shift. And if this is something that you're just starting, it's not going to happen overnight. This is going to take at least a couple of weeks, if not a couple of months or longer, to be completely honest. So I think presenting them with foods that they still find familiar um, and then introducing new foods as well. So maybe the first couple of weeks it is mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and just that roasted broccoli component that you're doing. Um, and then as time progresses, then they're seeing the chicken that you're eating and they, they can start to incorporate that in instead of the chicken nuggets. So I think slow incorporation can be really beneficial, especially if you're dealing with a uh, particularly picky eater um you mean like kevin but it's also <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it's jerk it's also about <laughs> it's totally also about your mindset too so like if you're saying to your child hey we're learning to like this it's okay like it's okay if it's not your favorite right now but we're learning to like this rather than saying or like reinforcing that they don't like it mm. So I think a change in a change in your tone, a change in your words is really important there. Um, that and then giving them empowerment, right? So empowering your child by saying like, okay, so tonight you can have broccoli or you can have carrots. And those are two choices that are like okay with you as the parent, but they feel like they're making a decision. So you can do that with a variety of different things. Like it doesn't just have to be veggies. Like it can be would you like mac and cheese or rice? And then they at least feel empowered to make that decision. No. Um, it may be more challenging for the first couple of months, like through that transition, maybe challenging for longer than that. But I think empowerment is really important, especially if they are picky and still learning to enjoy different foods. Yeah. 
Are, are there are there some uh, like techniques you can use to to kind of help the the flavor profile of of some of those maybe more challenging vegetables and and, and things like that? Definitely, I think presenting them uh, using different cooking methods to present them. Right, so like raw broccoli tastes different than steamed and it tastes different than sauteed versus roasted. So exploring different cooking methods and it doesn't have to all be in the same night, but present vegetables in different ways to your kiddos and don't just drown it out in cheese, like allow them to try the veggie on its own first. And the first couple of times, like, especially if they're not super into it, it might just be that like they're touching it and playing with their food and depending on their age, like that might actually be okay. Cause that's like a sensory development thing. So if they're getting to like play with it, cool. Maybe the next time they'll touch it to their lip and then that's all they have to do that day. Maybe the next time they'll like take a bite, roll around in their mouth. And if they're still not digging it, like you can still give them the option to spit it out and not in like a dramatic way, but like, <laughs> Hey, this is something that you're not into. Like, that's fine. You can spit it out, but do it without the dramatics. Um, and then maybe eventually they will actually try it, swallow it, enjoy it. Um, but that takes time. But I think it also helps if like you're enjoying it and you're like making yummy sounds and like, being like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Or if they did help with it, because that can be really impactful as well. Be like, wow, Johnny, like this is so good. You did such a good job cooking the broccoli. Don't you want to try it or something like that? So I think all of those combined can really be helpful to getting your family from point A to point B on the picky scale. Yeah. And I, I think you just alluded to it right there is like them, mm -hmm. them being part of the cooking process probably really helps uh, them buy into actually wanting to try it and eat it. Definitely. Oh, so, so food shaming like, isn't really the way to go. Like, Not ideal. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Except in this instance like, right here in which we're going to shame you. <laughs> the problem is I feel no shame. We'll see about that. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Give me time. <laughs> All the time in the world, buddy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where were we? I derailed. Yeah, you, you did. Oh, you're good. I was just going to say on busy weeknights, like I get it, it's going to be hard to get your kiddos in the kitchen, but even if they're just in the kitchen, like once a week with you, maybe it's a Friday evening, maybe it's on the weekend, it's going to be so much more impactful than them not being in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So even yeah, if it's it, just once a week. Yeah. And it goes back to what we we're talking about. Like you can still spend time with your kids and, and not just feel like, oh, I'm, they're, you know, they're not getting quality time with mom or dad, right? They're they're still getting quality time and they're learning a skill and they're buying in to what they're actually eating. It's a, it's kind of a win, win, win in my opinion. Yeah. So. Totally. Well, do you, do you have any, um, go-to gadgets in the kitchen that, that really help speed up things on uh, dinner time? I think kitchen essentials, um, are at least two, sheet trays and that's just like i guess what you would call like a baking tray like a rimmed baking tray with yeah. like those one inch sides two of those for sure um a quality chef knife and ditch the oh what is it called ditch the ceramic ones those suck <laughs> get yourself get yourself like one good chef knife and it doesn't have to be expensive you just need to keep it sharp so that being said like get yourself a home as well and 
like once a week just make sure your knife is honed and be good to go yeah um might be a good skill learn how to sharpen the knife that's you know yeah it's not difficult no not at all and if you guys need a video on that let me know on instagram and i'm totally happy to make a reel on how to sharpen a knife i think you you should um yeah i I might i might we could we could we could we could get on there together we could we could do like a little you know a little sharpen no okay that's fine is that yeah, is yeah, that how on. is that how you sharpen your knives, Craig? <laughs> Every Tuesday. You dance a little bit. <laughs> There's not a lot of sharpening going on. My but... <laughs> my wife needs a show. What? <laughs> I'm not taking her downtown. <laughs> That's the one she gets. That's with the knives. one with the knives. <laughs> oh man, it is late here, y'all. Oh my goodness. All right, so good knife. What else? Uh, a plastic cutting board, like a, like a decently thick but plastic cutting board. People who have glass cutting boards, throw them away now or use them as a cheese board. Do not cut anything on that. It's going to ruin your knives. Yeah. That's like huge. Do not do that. Um, no wooden cutting boards? Pan. Oh, yeah. You can totally use a wooden cutting board. My only concern with that, though, is that like they hold on to smells. So like if you're cutting chicken, for example, like yeah. don't use your wooden cutting board, you know? That's a, that's what I've heard about them is like they I mean like they tend to absorb things and then retain them. <laughs> well, there's yeah. only one thing that I would say to that and that is that it really 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 depends on the wooden cutting board. I mean, if you okay. buy your you wooden cutting board, the kind of wood that y- not yes, yes definitely the kind of wood, but also the finish that's put on it. Like if you if you buy your cutting board at Walmart or Target and it's wooden um, it's probably a piece of junk, but it, well, you know, a, a good quality. Count them out. Is it a sponsor now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. The, the Walmart is a sponsor. Tea, guys. Oh, yeah. right. we're, we're just we, knocking them off right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Narrowing the list. <laughs> but seriously, if you get a good hardwood cutting board and it's finished out really, really well, um, and a lot of times they're not finished out with the types of things that you think that they're finished out with, like grapeseed oil and, and different things like that, or are ways that, that they can stay really, really good. And so if they're done really well, they retain the smell less. However, I do agree with you. At the end of the day, if you don't want it to retain smell, plastic's got to be the way to go. Yeah, and you can't really put a wooden cutting board in the dishwasher. And I don't right. know about you guys, but I'm not a huge fan of washing dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Sure. I got a little elbow grease um, in me. I can do it. Yeah, I don't man. like it. Well, th- that's the point, though. Sh- th- you don't like it, so use the dishwasher. I'm not like looking forward to it. Okay, I'll scrub a dish. Okay, I mean, I I actually do most of the dishwashing at my house, but that's fine. It's all good. So, all right, what else? I think the last two things would be a really good like stainless steel pan. I'm not a super huge fan of nonstick, just because like you can't cook high heat on them and like they're nonstick for maybe a month after you buy them. And then like the weird Teflon coating or like whatever the new coatings on it comes like, off on the new pans, like comes off, mm-hmm. it gets funky. That's toxins in your body that you don't need. So get some good stainless steel pans and also get yourself a good cast iron. Both of those can totally be nonstick. You just have to heat them up like before you use them, like yes. on your stove or in your oven, uh, drizzle them with a little bit of olive oil, um, and then they'll be good to go. And yes, you can wash a cast iron pan. I know that that is an unpopular opinion, but I've had a cast iron pan where someone cooked the lamb in it the day before and then a cookie 
and it was gross. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I think so, I'd rather eat pumpkin. So here, here's here's <laughs> here's the deal with that is you. I mean, I, I think you and I talked about this before. So we we had the the the, the cowboy catering company that we that we had before and so we had specific dessert cast iron and then savory cast iron for that very That's reason yeah. yeah um now if you've only got one yeah scrub it out but other than that i mean just get another one i mean like they're what they're 20 bucks no they're not they're not too bad yeah and they last forever yeah yeah especially if you take care of them unlike yeah. cast iron plumbing mm. <laughs> we, yep that I don't know why it's a difference, well, but it is. Well, I think it's seasoned differently. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a different seasoning. You're not you're not rubbing your pipes with uh, salt and olive oil on the regular. Not, not Init- ex- initially, yes. Right. <laughs> it, it it gets secondary seasoning is where it gets you. It's, it's more acidic, really. So. The, the secondary seasoning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so, so I, I have I have a very important question for you because I, I feel I feel like we're on on the same plane here when it when it comes to cooking and I, I don't know how many previous episodes you listened to, but one of my big things. Well, let me just ask you this: How do you feel about microwaves? I think they're great for convenience. Um, of like, if you're, for example, like if you're at work and you need to reheat food real quick, right? Uh-huh. Like you're not going to use your car as like a solar oven to reheat your lunch. So I think <clears throat> if you're, if you're on the fly and you need it real quick, uh-huh. sure, go for it. Right. Um, but I'm not going to cook a full meal in there, <laughs> you know? How, how often do you use one? Uh, literally just to reheat stuff so, on occasion. Yeah. I'd prefer to reheat it in a pan, though, most of the time. Thank you. Yeah. Ah. In our last apartment, we didn't even have a microwave. So I, I had to, like, I, like, specifically froth my milk for my coffee in the morning, and I needed a tiny little pan to be able to do that. Yes. So I haven't had one for six years. I, yeah. des- I despise them. Uh-huh. I think they're of the devil. It's true. That That's definitely what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like them at all. No, uh, he, he's had plenty of. Uh, in fact, we did a we did a like a top three um, kitchen uh, kitchen appliance episode. Like what would be and, like our top three top, yeah, top three appliances yeah, in the kitchen? And uh, he, I think one of his was not microwave. Not microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So I, there's many reasons. One, I just, I, I've never, I've never taken anything out of the microwave and gone, this is the most delicious thing I've ever put in my mouth. Hmm. Oh yeah, no. Never happened. So why would I do that to myself? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like using a steaming cooking method or like boiling, you know what I mean? Like it's just not lending any flavor to the cooking process yeah. at all. Well, and like, I, I think, I, you know, it, it's, it's been very good marketing, right? Because everyone says, let's just microwave the food. And I'm like, okay. How about if I told you let's radiate the food? Because that's really what you're doing. Sure, it's radiation. Yeah. Which, I mean, like if you told people that's what you're doing, I mean, like it would, they would never do it again. Like if that was like on the label, like hey, let's let's radiate this food to where it's scalding hot. Mm-hmm. It'll burn a hole in your intestines. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. You definitely start a campaign. Blow it up. 
I he, he's I doing the best he can. I'm do I, I I don't know what else to do. I've got the show. We've got this platform. That's really the only reason we started this was so that he could tell people how much the Maytag people have a Lincoln parked out in front of the property. Yeah. They're Exactly. <laughs> I mean, his wife even hates him a little bit for it. So <laughs> I'm not wrong, am I? No. No. <laughs> She loves me. Put it but... on your Facebook group, and it'll blow <laughs> up, and it'll be the next top sheet. Oh, that's I mean, actually true. Okay, I think I think she's onto something there. I I'll think. do that. Yeah. The so. I need to. This needs to be like a, a political campaign. Like the it does. The, it, it definitely needs to be carefully thought out. Yeah. And and the Canva, you know, background <laughs> meme thing needs to really be well positioned. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, th- this could take the you... Anti-Radiation League. Yeah, I mean, this is something that should take you at least 10 minutes to think through. No, I need a good five. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just lose steam. That's, okay. ARL. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. man. Yes. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making t-shirts right now. It's going in my Amazon shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, well, here's here's a... A good question to kind of wrap things up. What have we not touched on that you really think is important? Anything that we haven't really hit on that you want to mention? Yeah. So for busy families out there, if you guys want to start saving time in the kitchen, um, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, follow me there. I post a ton of information uh, of like fast, easy ways that you can start saving time. Uh, if you love what I have to say, I have a mini course where you can get a little bit more in depth and learn some of these skills. And if you really, really like me, we can work together for three months and I can help you gain tons of time back in the kitchen and make more time for your family, which is what matters. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. Awesome. We're going to, we're going to link all that up in the show notes, make sure everybody can find all that information. Um, so if we don't have anything else, Kev. Yeah, so um it it's it's time for the the one thing that people really listen to the show for. Yeah, they've been hanging on this whole yeah, time. They, they've been waiting with with bated breath, and that is the <laughs> final four. The final four. That's right. The final four questions we ask each and every one of our guests. So you are not immune to this either, Chell. So I think that bated um, breath this week has got a little garlic hit to it. Yeah, well, all right. you know, it's, it's fresh garlic. Fresh That's garlic. different, right? So, all right, here we go. So these are the four questions that we ask all of our guests. So the very first one here, Chell, you ready? What yes. is the must-have tool that you won't leave your house without? Oh, uh, I feel like this is such a millennial answer, but oh, there uh, it is because it's it's my business though. Like literally everything is on there, and I almost dropped it in the river one day when I was running. So, <laughs> <sighs> wow, it's good. What do you? What do so, you? What do you? Is that is, you rocking the iPhone? You rocking the, some Android? What, what do you got there? Uh, no, it's the iPhone. It's the one. It's the really crappy one that came out last year, uh, oh. like between the eleven and the twelve, because oh, yeah. I was too cheap to buy the other one. <laughs> yeah okay but it works yeah it's fine all right it's fine whatever no but I, honestly number one answer we get on here is the phone iphone yeah or just phone in general for, yeah. for good reason yeah for good reason yeah. it's everybody's everything yeah. these days absolutely so I, I i don't leave my house without it 
Yeah. It's, it's I, right there. I can see yeah. it next to you. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there, there's literally very few things that I don't leave my house without except my phone and clothes. And, and, and thank God for that. It's optional every <laughs> once in a while on that one. So, um, all right. Second question. Uh, what is a what is a job or a project that you've walked away from? So when we were designing this question, a lot about, um, you know, home renovations that we kind of had in our mind. You start a project and then it just, you know, get into it, can't really do it. Um, but we miswrote it and we actually said, what is a job that you walked away from? So a lot of people even take that as a career, uh, maybe something that you changed in your life uh, over time. But um, anyway, do you have anything, a job or a project that you walked away from? So I don't own a home. Yeah. I live in someone else's really nice condo. Awesome. Uh, so I can't do anything. I can barely hang things on the walls. Mm. So I think a job that I walked away from was in the hospital setting, uh, like as a dietitian in the hospital setting. And that was because I gave heart education to a former cardiac doctor who was in the ICU for heart failure. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ooh. That, yeah. I couldn't make a difference there. That's... <laughs> There's no, there's no crack in that, that no, walnut. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you've done what you could, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. I don't imagine. I don't, I don't know what else to say. To I that. don't know how long ago that was. I don't. <laughs> I can't imagine he's still with us. No, I would think that he just was like, you know what, screw it. <laughs> I'm done. Right. <laughs> so- let me rephrase that. Like, I didn't walk away immediately. It's not like I left <laughs> mid-education and I was like, peace out, I'm done. Right. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't doing this. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right. Uh, yeah. Third question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Uh, rom-coms. Mm. I love Ooh. a good rom-com. Okay. You have one in particular that you love? Uh, I feel like the one that I go back to often, it's an oldie, but a goodie is friends with benefits with Mm. Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I I, I can honestly say I've never seen that. (laughs) I was, I was just thinking she probably had McConaughey on repeat. Of course. I mean, (laughs) he only did like 20 of them. Yeah. I mean, I do. She's uh, laughing because she knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. she's, she's seen a couple. She's oh, like, yeah. I know failure to launch. Oh, okay. Now that one, that was great. It's fantastic. The, what was the one where he was like a deep sea diver and uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter is in it? Oh, Why yeah. Escape me. Um, deep sea diver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were like in the Caribbean. Yes, and they were on like a like a, a, a giant yacht, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, crap. It's not like Sahara, is it? Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold. Gold. Okay. That's the one. Yep. I haven't seen that one. No, they're, I mean, they're all the same and awesome. <laughs> so, and, and they're not on the Hallmark channel, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's acceptable. It's right. Major motion pictures. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, people actually watch them because they're good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Lots of people are going to make fun of me. It's fine. All right. Uh, last question. Uh, what's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice that you've ever received? Can I curse? I mean, you can. You can. 
Okay, it's, cool, cool, it's free cool. country. If well, it's I'm not, not scaring the shit out of you, <laughs> then you're doing it wrong. Huh? Mm. I like that. Yeah. Wow, that 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 really hits for sure. Yeah. Speaking of cast iron piping. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man. We did have a problem once, but we're not going to go there. Uh so I, I okay, I'm curious. Like tell me what what do you what do you think that means? What does that mean to you? Because I I think that that could be taken a lot of different ways for sure. <laughs> Um, I think for me, like, especially being a business owner, if you're not going outside your comfort zone, then you're never going to grow. And I think that that's important to keep growing, um, seeing how you can improve. And if it's not scary, that means you're staying within your bubble and you're not reaching out far enough. Hmm. Yeah. I I completely agree. Not just business. Sure. Have you, uh, have you read any, uh, Jordan Peterson? Not no, he, he talks about that. I don't, I don't know about his new book, but his old book, 12 Rules for Life. That's one of the things that he talks about um, is is that, uh, I mean, I forget the phrase. I'm, I'm, I'd am i be butchering it or paraphrasing it at best, but like, you know, that, that fear, uh, outside of fear is where the thing that you need exists. Um, and, and so like most people can't move beyond their fear in order to get the thing that actually will fulfill them. And, and make yeah. their life meaningful. Um, so it's a great book if you haven't read it. Yeah. Cool, cool. There you go. All right. Well, um, I, I I have to warn you. Craig always comes up with one last question, but you've already kind of answered it. So we are going. the The question is, uh, how do people get a hold of you? But we've already kind of broached that. So. Uh, we will link all of that up at the um, you know the bottom of the the podcast here, and uh, that way you can get all of the information on how to get a hold of Chell and you know check out all of the things that she does. And um, man, I, I hope that you do because I'll tell you this is this is really good information. We, Craig Craig and I are big proponents of family. We're big proponents of of living life together and not just getting overwhelmed and lost in the mix. So um, anything that we can do to to have a better relationship with our families to live life a little bit better together um i know uh just from listening to you that you're a big proponent of that as well so uh listen thank you so so much for um coming on and, and waking up early for us and and uh of course giving us all the information and, and real quick what are those uh those channels that you have on on instagram and if if you have any other places as well what, what if people are going to go searching for them what, what would they go searching for yeah, definitely. It's at Save Time Cooking on Instagram, on Clubhouse, if you guys are there. Uh, and I believe my Facebook group is also called Save Time Cooking. So okay. All of the places, Save Time Cooking. My website, though, is wellnesscucinallc.com. Awesome. Fantastic. And and for those, for those that don't know, I mean, we actually connected uh, with, with Chell over on Clubhouse. And uh, Kevin and I are uh, actually on clubhouse now and you can go follow all three of us over there uh and we're actually hosting a a thursday afternoon uh chat room over there with uh eric g around the house with eric g we're going to be talking all things house we took some questions today kind of took a a couple of left turns we had some some international guests on there as well one guy from germany another guy from france uh basically telling us that you know the houses here are crap yeah um, which they, they have a point. I mean, there's been around, you know, a couple hundred years. 
um, longer than our country. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they, they can know something. They know a little something. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's always always a good time to, to hang out with uh, with Eric. Yes. And uh, pick his brain, because that guy just knows a ton about houses. And He does. So, yeah. anyway, this has been an awesome episode, y'all. Thank you so much for, for jumping on here with us and uh, just dropping the knowledge yeah. in the, uh, in the and, thank you so much Craig thanks so much Kevin and the flavor and the flavor and the flavor <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah well thank you all for uh, for listening if you're live on Facebook thank you for sticking with us uh, thank you for downloading the episode for all you audio listeners and for those of you who want the video um, we are always on YouTube as well. So lots of different ways to consume our content. And we, we hope that you've already gone and liked our Facebook page. And uh, we would love for you to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Thank you for downloading the episode. We hope that you will continue to do so because we are going to keep doing it each and every Tuesday. So until we see you next time, we'll see you later. See you.